How do you define a successful life? If your answer can be summarized as earthly excellence and sacred significance, you're at the right place. Join host Stephanie Smith as she shares three keys unlocking a life of lasting purpose. Learn yourself, love God, and live connected. You'll become smarter about yourself, skilled in human dynamics, savvy about the Christian faith, and strengthened to pass this wisdom on to upcoming generations. And now, let's get started. Hello there. We're wrapping up our series on the core compass of truth by looking at its North Star, Scripture or the Bible. Later, I'm going to tell you a fascinating fact about our solar system's North Star, Polaris. First, hop on over to the website stephaniepresents.com and sign up for Highlights. This short weekly newsletter brightens your inbox with news and resources, encouragement, and insights. There are some new things on the horizon for 2023, and you're going to want to be the first to know, and that means being a Highlights subscriber. The website again is stephaniepresents.com, and there's a link in the show notes. About 2,000 years ago, a high-ranking government official inquired, what is truth? We don't know how he asked this. Was it mocking, sarcastic, sighing, contemplative, perplexed, curious, demanding? We just know he asked it. Every person asks this question sooner or later, not just once, but repeatedly. What is true about me? What is true about the meaning of life? What is true about you? And to answer those questions, we have to answer this one. Where do we find truth? There are four cardinal points. Common sense, God's universal grace to us. Creation, which bears witness not only to the existence of a creator, but to characteristics other people, and scripture or the Bible. In the United States, when you talk about the Bible, people tend to have one of three reactions. Number one, the Bible is the inspired word of God and is the final authority on life. Number two, the Bible is a good book with several interesting and some disturbing stories, but overall should be treated with respect. Number three, The Bible is the world's most dangerous piece of propaganda of all time. It's rare for any piece of writing to have that broad of a spectrum of reactions. I'm not sure if any other book has one person willing to give up their life to own it, and the next person is willing to put someone to death for possessing it. Why does the Bible provoke such outrage and prompt such devotion? Simple. It claims to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And that claim we either decide is comforting or revolting. No human being can logically deny or live fully aligned with the idea there is no such thing as truth or objective reality. Of course, there are people who make this claim, but they don't live in alignment with it. If they did, they'd freely pass out their social security number, bank account information, and passwords. It's like someone who says, I'm a millionaire, but then can't pay their bills. 
If only saying something made it true, we'd all be rich, young, beautiful, intelligent, and engaged in work and causes we find intensely satisfying. Some years back, my children were involved in speech and debate, and I traveled to many tournaments and judged numerous rounds of debate. And one of the most recurring reasons why one side lost was because they mistook stating their claims for proving them. It was as if they had this idea that if they repeated something often enough and in enough different ways, they were proving their point, but they weren't. Making a claim is not establishing a truth. And this is a huge issue we have in the U.S., you know, and and also around the world. People believing all they have to do is is to declare something is true and and state it with enough volume, force, passion, and group size, and somehow that makes it true. But that kind of behavior and thought has led to some of history's greatest atrocities. On the last episode, we talked about truth that comes from other people. But there is a distinction between truth that comes through someone and truth that originates in someone. You see, if truth is something that originates in a person, that's its origin story, then logically we're committed either to majority rule or to those who wield the greatest form of power, whether that's one person or a small group of people. If truth, however, comes through people but doesn't originate within them, then we have an external source of truth. History has clearly taught us we can't rely on the number of people, even if they do make up the majority, the passion or commitment level of individuals, or even the people who hold the most power to define and declare truth. So where do we turn instead? Well, how we answer that makes all the difference in every aspect of life. If you say, well, your truth is whatever you decide it to be, which is the same as saying truth originates in you, then you have automatically tossed out every basis for justice, fairness, or morality. Truth never contradicts itself. And if truth is something that originates within me, then at some point I am going to contradict you. Truth may be complex, but it is never contradictory. But if you have your truth and I have my truth, our truths will eventually clash. If I say, all trees are terrible and the world would be better off without them, and you say, trees are incredibly important and vital to the world, our beliefs cannot coexist in this world on any large scale. You can be willing to tolerate my belief and the resulting action of chopping down every tree on my property as long as my property remains within a certain size. But if I were to, say, buy up the entire state you lived in and set about chopping down every tree, you would find my belief intolerable. And you wouldn't just counter it by saying, oh, I I disagree. I mean, that carries no weight. You would say, this is wrong but you would have to be appealing to an external source of information to back up your perspective. Creation or science would support your belief. 
And it's interesting, the Bible also would support your belief. You know, one example of this is found in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 20, verses 19 through 20, where God gives parameters as to what trees could be cut down and which ones had to be left to grow. And I think it's very interesting that he asks this question, are trees human that you need to wage war with them? When it comes to matters like whether trees are important, it's easy to define the truth that trees are of vital importance because we have common sense and science creation to back that up. But what about issues where common sense is silent or has such contradictory interpretations and where creation seems silent or uncertain? Well, then we have the Bible. I will absolutely say this. There are aspects of the Bible which are confusing to me, and I absolutely do not claim to have all the answers about things which would appear on the surface to be contradictory. There are people who are much smarter than me who have written about those things. And so if you've heard about that the Bible has all these contradictions, and if you are actually open intellectually, then I would invite you to do some research on those materials. Today, as we look at scripture as part of this core compass of truth, I'm not going to be getting into the scholarly aspects of the age of this, the scrolls that have been found and the translation and, and all of those different kinds of technical components. Those absolutely have a place and purpose and value. That's just above my pay grade. Rather, I want to look at it more from a human need standpoint. So here's a couple of points to look at. Number one, the Bible is evidence of God's kindness. He never just left people to figure everything out on their own. The Bible is not this judgmental manual of this angry being who wants to clobber us with all of the do's and don'ts to, to cause us to have these horrible lives. Rather, it is a display of amazing generosity and kindness to say, here's some ways that you can know how life is supposed to work. I'm not just going to leave you to just go figure it out all on your own. Did you ever have a school teacher in a subject that you struggled with? And when you asked them questions, basically what came back to you was, look, I have done my best. You're just going to figure this out. And you were like, OK, that is of no help whatsoever. You probably didn't walk away from that class going, man, that was just the best teacher ever. I mean, they were so kind to me. Probably not the response. Well, God is not that kind of an instructor. He has given us this incredible information, and it is a source of tremendous kindness. Number two, it's evidence of God's diversity. He doesn't just have one person in one time period write the entire Bible. He could have done that, but no, he doesn't do that. He has writers who come from different socioeconomic standings who come from different cultures, who write from different time periods. There is an incredible diversity of writers of the Bible, and we can, in some way or another, all relate to them. God loves diversity. Look around at creation. We didn't go into that a whole lot when we talked about creation as that being one of the cardinal points of truth. But it is absolutely there. 
He values diversity. Number three, the Bible is evidence of God's integrity. Reality TV has nothing on God. You want your protagonist to be heroic? (laughs) Don't look to the Bible. I mean, other than Christ, all of them had some pretty major failures or flaws, if not at one point in their life, repeatedly throughout their lives. God doesn't just tell these fairy tale stories. He tells the whole story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Why? Because he values honesty, openness, transparency, and integrity. Did God know that people would look at some of the stories and some of the information that he revealed and use it as a way to point to him as evidence of what a terrible God he is? Absolutely, he knew that. He knew that his kind offering would be used and turned against him, and yet he is truth. He cannot lie. He will not hide, even to protect his own reputation, if you will. He doesn't need to do that, and he refuses to do that. He is a God of absolute purity and integrity, and that means telling the truth. Number four, the Bible is evidence of God's faithfulness, his constancy, his reliability. Yes, there are people who get irritated with the Bible because it doesn't seem to be, quote, up to date. But think about it. If if the Bible changed over time, according to whoever was in power to rewrite it, what a horrible outcome that would be. How much abuse would continue to be done and would have been done throughout history if that were the case. Being able to give something that is fixed is in itself meets a core human need for reliability and trust. I want you to ask yourself this question. What do you think the world today would be like had there never been any scripture? If there had never been a Bible? If you're a person who is intellectually honest, even if you are an atheist, you would have to admit the incredible impact the Bible has had on this world. Has it been misused to justify all kinds of human abuses? Of course it is. That's being intellectually honest as well. But far greater good has been done because of the words and messages in the Bible. Earlier, I said I would tell you a fascinating fact about the North Star in our solar system, Polaris. People have known for centuries that the North Star was the only fixed star in our solar system. It has been what has allowed navigation to occur, and that wasn't just when Sailors were sailing across the oceans using their astronomical charts. It is even what undergirds our modern technology and navigation systems, not just for cars on the road, but for satellites in orbit. Did you know that Polaris actually isn't just one star? It's actually a grouping of three stars. Okay, if you're a Christian, you may find that. 
ah, that's a little interesting how that seems to mirror the Trinity. Did God put it like that for a reason? I don't know. That would be speculation on my part. However, I do find that's an interesting correlation. In the same way, we have these four cardinal compass points of truth. We have common sense, creation, other people, and scripture. And let me be clear, the Bible is the North Star. Astronomers, sailors, scientists have known for a very long period of time now that if their geographical navigation calculations showed that the North Star had moved, their calculations were wrong. They may have been able to account for south, east, or west moving. Those stars and those things will move, but the North Star remained fixed. And if their calculation showed the North Star had moved, they needed to go back and redo their calculations. In the same way, Creation, common sense, and other people are never going to agree entirely with Scripture, at least for creation, not the way in which it is interpreted. So when that's the case, or when we can acknowledge that there are areas where it seems that creation is perhaps silent, we have the Scripture that we can look to as our unchanging final North Star by which everything else is subservient. So if people or common sense or creation contradict what is in Scripture, then it is those things that need to be recalculated, not the Bible. I hope you have found this four-part series on the core compass of truth beneficial, not just an exercise in philosophical interest, but something that you can apply in your life and that you can help to teach your children students that you are mentoring or teaching, because it is so incredibly important that we align our thinking with what is true. Because again, to the degree that we don't align our thinking with what is true is the degree to which we will never be and become our true selves and honor and fulfill our amazing impact that we have been given the opportunity to have in our lifetime. I so value and appreciate that you have shared your time with me today. I invite you to rate and leave a review for this podcast. You know, the beauty of podcast is it's not limited geographically. This can be heard around the world. And you never know that your rating and your review actually helps this to show up in the algorithms. And that can lead somebody else on the other side of the world than you with some information that can truly help transform their life in a significant way. Sign up for highlights at stephaniepresents.com and leave a rating and a review for this podcast, Bringing Light to Truth. And remember, my friend, you have an impact that is immeasurable, eternal, and irreplaceable. For information on speaking engagements and other resources, visit the website at stephaniepresents.com. Remember, learn yourself, love God, and live connected.